It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to After Extra Time, your weekly footballing podcast with me, your host, Jack. I'm once again joined by my two stalwart co-hosts, the diva, Adam Green. Yes, Jack. And of course, this week, the angry one, Jacko. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We'll dive straight in, boys. Um, I want to go to Jacko for this one because it involves a bit of controversy and uh, we know Jacko... <laughs> if it, if this is Burnley Arsenal, I'm just going to slap you right now. It's Burnley Arsenal. <laughs> oh fuck off! We it's not you. a handball. There we go. Moving on. Oh well, we've had it nice and early. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, guarantee that was what you were coming for, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you read my mind. Yeah, it was. Um, just... No, it's not. It's not a handball. The 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 state of play. It's too close. You can't. You can't give that. Greeny, your thoughts on it? Come on, come on. I was hoping you didn't come to me, mate. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I would have given a pen. Really? I think, yeah, I've seen it over and over. Yeah, I've seen it over and over again. I was just thinking pen. Yeah, I really do, mate. Yeah, I think so. How could it not be a pen is what I think? Well, Stone Walder to me. This is the problem that we're always going to have, though, isn't it? Game of opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a pen. Yeah. I mean, we've seen them given. <clears throat> I don't know if you boys have seen as well. In the in the week, there was some news saying coming out that the rule's going to change in the summer. Yeah, I've, I've actually gone and actually made a note of that for this week, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really looked too much into it. I don't know if you know any more about what. And obviously, they're going to chat. I think they were looking at the handball. I don't know if. Yeah, well, hold on. Let me get it. Get the information. All right. Okay. So, um, as I think this comes into effect as of the first of July, and it says follow. This is the information that I'd seen off Sky. Following this clarification, it is a handball offence if a player deliberately touches the ball with their hand arm 
for example, moving the hand or arm towards the ball. Uh, it's also an offence if it touches the ball with their hand arm when it has made their body unnaturally bigger. A player is considered to have made their body unnaturally bigger when the position of their hand or arm is not of a consequence of or justifiable by the player's body movement for that specific situation. By having their hand or arm in such a position, the player takes a risk of their hand or arm being hit by the ball and being penalised. Or, scores in the opponent's goal directly from their hand or arm, even if accidental... Oh, sorry. It is a handball event if a player scores in the opponent's goal directly from their hand or arm, even if accidental, included by the goalkeeper, or immediately after the ball has touched their hand or arm, even if accidental. Well, I think that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> well, it makes no sense because really? underneath it says accidental handball that leads to a teammate scoring a goal or having a goal scoring opportunity will no longer be considered a offence. Well, a load of so, bollocks. Yeah, I. Well, I think I touched on it before, don't I? The rules seem to change year on year, and it's. Uh, yeah. This is the problem, I think, that we're going to have at the moment. And I don't know. And I don't know about you. I've seen a lot, actually, this mainly this week, but obviously in terms of. Maybe this season, more than anything, um, a lot of people, I don't know about you boys, definitely not me, but they're saying that they're sort of falling out of love with the game. I don't know whether it's because mm. we've had fans in the ground or whether because of VAR or the rules or poor referee decisions. But yeah, I just, I think a lot of people are sort of fed up in terms of the way things are with, with handballs, offsides, etc. And I just think, yeah, I, mean, I think maybe the best thing we can do is just simplify everything and just so everyone understands it because from what you read yeah. out from what you read out there obviously everyone sort of has their own interpretations but it was a right mouth wasn't it it wasn't yeah yeah it's not like it's yeah. easy to understand so you know if you sort of imagine sort of reading that to sort of say you had like an under like an under 16 team or something like that then you, yeah. you wouldn't have a clue what you're, what you're on about really the problem, the problem you've got as well is when it comes down to using VAR to sort of um clarify if it's a handball when you put it in slow motion it makes the effects worse mm. so someone you could be showing someone moving as part of a natural move but someone at Stockley Park could deem that as not a justifiable body movement but it's making the person bigger so you, you would have to you would have to show it in real time. And that would be the only replay that you could have is just watching it over and over again at real time because slow motion doesn't help. We've seen it with some of the red card challenges that we, we get with VAR now um, that does make it worse than some of them actually are. But, yeah, it's just I don't think it's going to clarify anything at any point and guarantee we'll be discussing this in seven months time still saying the handball rules a load of tosh and we won't know where to go from there yeah no uh, like I said I think that the easiest thing is to simplify everything and just make it yeah. the easiest the most you know so everyone but then even even if you were to simplify it would it still be deemed interpretation by individual officials yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. Because again, but... it's it's one of those things where, for example, the, the Peters handball, I didn't think it was, yeah. Greeny did. That's a, that's, an, that's a person's interpretation. 
I th- yeah, but I, I think obviously with everything, even sort of any sport, you're going to get that, aren't you? To some extent, you're going to get yeah. people. I think people are always going to have different opinions, even with like a penalty or a free kick. I think you're always going to have that. But I think if you can try and make it a sort of black and white as a law, everyone sort of knows where to stand. But obviously, you're always going to have people sort of having different opinions and how they interpret yeah. it and stuff. But yeah, I think if you could just try and make it a little bit more, I think. Also, obviously, inconsistency is another issue. Really, it's. But I think you are going to get that at times. You know, like you say, you have human humans being involved in it, so there's always going to be errors, or there's always going to be different varying opinions and how. Well, it, you know. I'm, I'm just just to ask the the referee amongst <laughs> with the official law changes happening in July, Greg. Do you think that oh. the um, refereeing association needs to go back to the drawing board with regards to their training as of the start of the summer or are they just going to carry on as normal and say well this is now what it is and just go on from there yeah I think that's what it'll be mate um, I don't think they'll, they'll retrain or anything I think they'll just whack that rule in and expect every referee to pick it straight up yeah um, so I reckon yeah I mean, that's got to now drop from, not only from professional level, but that's got to drop down to grassroots level. Yeah. Now, you know, it's going to be a bit difficult now, especially at grassroots level. Refereeing a game is difficult as it is in a way. Um, yeah. So now to have that in there, you know, you, I think there's going to be mayhem, mate, when this new rule comes in, yeah. full more of the grassroots, maybe not so much uh, professional level. Um, because obviously they've got the linos to back them and whatever else, but you've got to think grassroots, mate, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you've got to be dead certain now what, what the rules are. I mean, I just play it, when I'm refereeing, I just do it how I feel it is, whether it's a d- deliberate handball or whether it's not. It's the way I do it. And I think that's how they should do it, to be fair. Yeah, that's fair enough, to be fair. I think, yeah, I, I think, like you say, Green, I think grassroots would be hard. I think... Going back a couple of years ago, even when they've made sort of rule changes to even something simple like, was it? I think it was you can you couldn't. You, I think a couple of years ago you couldn't actually get the ball in your own box from a goal kick or something like that if you're a defender. And then mm. they changed it. Yeah. Good. And even then, some of us we had no idea what the what the new rules were until the referee actually explained them. So, I think the big thing for grassroots is just education. If you make sure all teams are sort of. Mm try to include up as they can, as they can be, you know, because otherwise it's just going to be a case of that again where people obviously don't know until they're, until they're playing or until they make the mistake, so. But yeah, moving, moving, moving away from refing, because we always seem to be talking about refereeing or decisions on VAR, but um, Greeny, coming to you, yesterday's um, mm. the three o'clock kickoff, Southampton beat Sheffield yeah. United 2-0, surely, I know we, we've mentioned Sheffield United before, but surely that's then done and done now, surely they're gone. Yeah, they're gone, chat. They're definitely gone. I think Worder knows it. I think he probably can't wait for the end of the season now and start rebuilding again. Um, but, I mean, it didn't come to no shock. I mean, Southampton have been poor last few games. But yeah, well, still no shock. I was going to say, me, flipping it on the other side, surely Ralph Hasenhut will be breathing a sigh of relief now. They've got their first winner, I think, about, was it six or seven games now after they had a run of defeat? So, surely he's eased the pressure a little bit on him, or do you think he's still under fire a little bit? I still think he's under fire, Jack. I mean, that was a, a a game what you expect them to win, if you know what I mean. Um, I think he's well under fire, mate. I'd be 
Or, oh, I don't think he'll be there next year. I really don't. Interesting. You've heard it here. <laughs> You've heard that a few times. To be fair, you usually come through when you say these sort of things on the pod, so... No, yeah. don't give that to him. Fucking <laughs> no, yeah. okay, no. I don't want to, but he's... He, a lot of the time, he makes these sort of claims and he's... I'm sure he's he's got more right than he has wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said Sheffield would be down there, lads. Yeah. Oh, I said Leeds wouldn't be down there. I was right, but yeah. Um, coming mm. to you there, Jacko. I don't want to let Greedy talk yeah. about it. Um, game of two halves, I'd say. Leicester Brighton. Um, yeah. Talk me through it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, so from what I've I've heard, Liverpool weren't at the races for the majority of the game. And uh, sorry, Leicester weren't uh, at the races for the majority of the game, and a lot of people were expecting Leicester not to get anything out of that game at all. Um, obviously, whatever's been said has has changed the way they've played, and Ian Acho and, and Amati have have managed to snag victory from the draws of defeat. I, I think it's a bit gutting for Brighton; they've had a lot of weeks of late where they haven't been able to convert chances um, and you know you would have thought if they got that lead they might be able to hold on but obviously it's it's not happened that way um, I think it's I think it's been key um, Leicester to sort of stop the rut a little bit um, they would say a lot of people were saying on Twitter or social media over the last couple of days that especially as Brighton went 1-0 up, that it was a repeat of last season. Um, that, As we sort of said last week, that Leicester had got themselves into a good position and just didn't have the legs to see it through. Um, I think after t- today's result, um, I think it's been key that they get that win um, just to sort of keep pace with Man United. Um, but yeah, I think it just put, puts more pressure on Brighton now, especially after Fulham getting a result. Um, I, I think I, I don't want to see Brighton go down but I think it's coming to a point now where the the lack of goals and the lack of converted chances are, are just catching up now and it's it's punishing them more than the start of the season when it's like oh it's just a bit of misfortune especially you know the, the one I can think of was that United game where they hit the post and bar Think five or six times well, even the, throughout the game, even the Palace game the other week, where they literally just got struck yeah. a bunch. Yeah, just talking, yeah, talking, stay on Brian quickly, Jacko. I've seen, um, I read it, well, I don't know if it's an article, but it was a tweet, and it was basically saying, um, obviously, Brighton are struggling at the moment, and it was saying, how come mm-hmm. no one's sort of criticizing Graham Potter? Um, do you think criticism of Graham Potter's you know, sort of right or wrong at the moment, or is um, I don't know. He's obviously picked a side that he feels is good enough to get a result. Um, he obviously can't do anything about the fact that they're not putting the chances away. I, I think that's down to a player's individual confidence or um, composure or sort of decision-making on the pitch. He can't control that. Um, I, I think Brighton have... They've looked more positive under Potter the last couple of seasons, obviously, Hewton was there to sort of make sure that they were in the Premier League every season. 
and, and Greeny's touched on it um, in the past with a couple of other clubs. Burnley is, is the main one where after a while you want to see him sort of try and change the way that they play to sort of progress. And yes, in, you know, he did really well last season. He, he got on the top, uh, the most points that they've accumulated in the Premier League season in their career, in their history. Um, but for whatever reason, they're just, uh, they're not having the breaks or the players are overthinking it when it comes to the chances. But yeah, I just don't think criticism is concern, uh, is deserved for him. I think he's done a very good job there. And it will be harsh to see him go down with that Brighton side because I think he's he's a good coach. Um, but that being said, I think Brighton, if they were to keep the majority of the players that they've got, I think Brighton, if they were to go down, would definitely do a Norwich. And I think they'd go straight back up. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I think the players are too good for the Championship. Gary, anything to touch on the rest of the game? Obviously, Leicester fan yourself. Uh, no, well, not really, mate. I mean, with a squad we got, what a win that were. Uh, we're depleted squad, mate. We've got nothing left. I mean, the, the only good point about it is obviously, other than the three points, is uh, Tavares, the, Port- uh, yeah, the Portuguese game, quality player, mate. He had a cracking game. Um, hopefully, we keep hold of him. He has rejected a new contract. Um, so, I don't know if that's part of why Rogers is playing him now to see if he will still, still sign a contract. I don't know. Uh, but with regards to Brighton, mate, I think I called it the other week. I did. I said... Brighton would be the one to go down in that third spot, and I think they will. I, I, I don't rate that Potter. I just, so for me, he hasn't done any more than what Chris Hewton's done. I get where Jacko's saying the style of play has changed, which it has. It's probably better than what it was, but he hasn't changed it enough because they're in the same positions when Hewton was. So there. why were you criticising Burnley for not changing it? Yet you're now criticising Brighton for changing it, and it's not got any better. When why? Yeah. I'm criticising Brighton because they, I know for, they've got the quality players there where Burnley haven't or Burnley have always tried that same way. However, Brighton have changed it and it's still not worked because they're still in the same predicament. So, and But with the players they've got, they should be higher than where but they is are. Is that down you know? to the manager? Because he can't physically take their chances for them, though, can he? Possibly not. Well, no, he physically I'm can't, Greeny. He can't go on the pitch and put the chances away that they create. Yeah, but That's the, down to the players. Saying that, and you're saying they've got a better quality that, than Burnley have. So They've got to... They've got to the manager has to pump them up. I mean, it, in regards to that, look at Rodgers. He's got a depleted squad. Marty hasn't played that for, for a donkey's hour long. Rodgers has gone in there at half-time, rollicked them up, and they've come out of the game in 1-2-0. Ineacho, what don't score very often, and Marty, what never well, scores, and they both score goals. So. Yeah, he's in four at the minute, Jack. But I mean, as a as a as a goal ratio, striker, no, I he doesn't think, score that I many. He does, but for I think he's sort of getting a run of games at the minute, which is sort of, and he's scored sort of scoring goals, and giving him confidence, which he probably yeah. hasn't had in the past. To be fair, yeah, exactly. But I, th- I think that, that Potter needs to needs to get in there a bit more and pump him a bit more. Yeah, but if that's yeah, not that, his way, might start... if that's not the way he coaches then surely you've got to think that he's got to try and motivate them a different way, not just give them a rollicking. Well, he's got to motivate them somehow, but he obviously didn't do it. He didn't motivate them yesterday, mate. From a 1-0, he was leading 1-0, deservedly 1-0, 
to then going and losing 2-1 to a B team of Leicester City Football Club. So, if I was a Brighton fan, I'd be pissed right off and I'll think, what, what, what's going on? You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing at all. But you're saying that he's not done anything different to what Hewton was doing. I have to disagree with that. No, because... in, ter- in, in terms of terms of results and league tables, he hasn't done anything better than what Hewton's done. In, in in terms of footballing style, possibly, yeah, he has changed it. But in terms of results and in terms of with the league table, it doesn't show it because it's in the same boat as when, when Hewton Do you there. think... And if he even takes them down this year, that's even worse job, mate, than what... Hewton done because Hewton never took him but down. Do you think though that if fans were in the ground, the performance would be different to you? It's I reckon it's hard to say, mate. To be honest, I really do. I don't know if it would. I don't know if it it works for some teams and it doesn't work for others. I mean, but do you think it would work for Brighton? I think I think it would all depend. It? it might help him a bit at home. Yeah. But I don't think it'll help majorly. I mean, I could say because Leicester are a force, mate. When we got the fans behind us, but we're still grinding out, and we're still with a squad we've got at the minute. We're still grinding results mm. out. And on paper, Brighton should have battered us last night, and they never. You know what I mean? They took the lead and they sat back. They didn't. They didn't push on. They got to push on. If they go down now, Potter's got to surely be sacked. From where they were in the league table, mate, and they just slid down, 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 down. You know, so is it good enough? I mean, we talk about Ralph. Everyone's going, oh, should Ralph be sacked? Possibly should, I, but then surely then Potter should be sacked. Everyone's slating off um, Steve Bruce at Newcastle. What shit job he's doing? But if he stays up, fair play to the guy. You know, with the squad he's got, and he, would you say he's got a better squad than Brighton? Possibly okay. not. And he's doing a better job at the minute. Well, he's not. You know I mean? he's, 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 he's in the same position as Brighton. They've got a worse goal difference. So he's not done yeah, any yeah, better job I mean, at all. But it's a harder job at Newcastle than what it is at Brighton. I, I'm not, no, but I don't, I think, no, I don't, know, I don't think it's at all. Buzz, really, I'd say. But the expectations of Newcastle Football Club is a lot higher than Brighton Football yeah. Club. Yeah, I agree with that. So the, so, the, so, the expectations of Newcastle is obviously higher yeah. than Brighton. So, I thought that's surely got to be a harder job by them expectations rather than Brighton's the expectations. I mean, Brighton's... Br- Steve Bruce. Who's that? Bruce. Yeah, but with, his, with the team he's got, he ain't doing that bad. He's done no, not, we had a conversation uh, about this a couple put, of weeks ago. He's done no different to Rafa Benitez and everyone praised Benitez when he was at Newcastle. Exactly. And this is what this is what I'm saying. No one's praising Steve Bruce for the job he's done. With the players he's got, he's done a cracking job. That, that's what I'm saying. I disagree. Saying I think some, he's doing a shit job personally. Uh, uh, yeah, but with the players he's got, though. Yeah, but Greeny, you, I know he's obviously missing a lot of players, but you look at some of the players that Newcastle got, they got some good players. They've got Wilson, Almiron, Seb Maximum. Granted, they're all out injured at the minute, but I don't think, I wouldn't say Newcastle got a shit team, to be honest with you. Yeah, my, my opinion, mate, if you take them, one that mm. you just mentioned, they're, they're, they're probably a relegation to championship level team. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, 
Well, that's because that's, that's where they're going to. That's where well, they're going to yeah. be, isn't it? They haven't really it's, got any other standout yeah, players in my eyes. What Karen, apart from, no, apart from your Wilsons, your Frasers, your St. Maximums, that's really about it. That's probably the only players what would get sniffed if Newcastle got relegated. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you look at Brighton, how many of them would get sniffed up if they probably got relegated? Trossard, maybe Gross, Lamptey, Lamptey, the air when he's back, maybe. Maybe more pay yeah, he's you... gone downhill in recent months. Uh, I, I think more pay uh, looks like You, 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 Lana, no, Lewis I Dunk. Know. I don't know. You know, you, you Ben, you Ben, you Ben yeah, So they've got a lot more players. What you probably say would get snapped up if they went down, and if Newcastle went down, mate. You see what yeah, I'm saying? So, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Brucey, I think has done a good job, regarding. Newcastle rather than well, Brighton comes and Potter. My, comes on to my next you point. Just, I was going to, might as well, while we're touching on Newcastle, we might as well touch on the game this afternoon. Obviously, um, drew 0 0 with West Brom in sort of a big game down the bottom now. And obviously, in terms of Fulham winning as well, which we'll come on to. Jacko, it looks like Newcastle are really in a dogfight now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I think, uh, you know, I said on this pod a couple of months ago that I thought Fulham were down. Um, to be fair to them, they've they've been brilliant um, for the last sort of couple of weeks and a few months, and they've managed to get themselves into a position where they could potentially sneak out of the bottom three and and put both Brighton and Newcastle in a in a lot of problems. I, I think Newcastle had to win today. Uh, I I think we said it last week; it was a must-win for them against West Brom today. Um, I don't think. West Brom are all that. I, I, I don't think Allardyce has made a lot of difference to that West Brom side. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a missed opportunity for, for Newcastle to get three points today. Um, do you, do you, I, I'm not surprised they're down there, if I'm being brutally honest. Do you think... You know, I'll go to... Yeah, I'll stay with you, Jacko. Do you think had um, Wilson, St Maximum, Almoron, do you think if they were fit, it would have been... A different result, or do you think? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, I, I think, you know, Wilson's bagged himself half a century goals in the Premier League. So Maximan, I, I think, was in a rich run of form until he got injured, and I think, I think that has coincided with a lot of issues that Newcastle have had. Is that he's now out of that side? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just go on Matt Maximum. I'd say on his day. He's unplayable, and I think the only problem with him is he's been very injury prone, which obviously hasn't yeah. Newcastle at all. That'd be my take on him. I think he's yeah, definitely. He's one of those players that can change a game, but he's also one of them players that could literally do a skill and trip over his own feet. So mm. um, he, he seems to me um, a, a less physical version of a Dharma Triore. Yep, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, both of them are, are pacey as hell. Um, I, I just think. Yeah, I think there's a, a few injury issues with Sam Maximan. Um, hopefully, if they can sort of nurse him through to the end of the season, he should have a bigger break going into the start of next season. Um, and hopefully, they can sort of try and manage it a bit better going forward. Well, you got is as well, boys. He's, they did come out and say he's suffering with uh, long-term mm-hmm. COVID. Um, that's that's apparently why he's yeah. not been. Spared. Yeah, but I thought I thought he got over that though, hadn't he? Mm. Because he, he had a couple of games where he just started starting again. 
Yeah, I, I think there's there's a few players. Millwall, Brian Leonard at Millwall, he, he's been suffering long-term with COVID issues. Um, I think, you know, not to sort of change the subject, but yeah, sort of studies have shown that the respiratory system is, is heavily affected by it. I'm going to say, you look at um, Thingy Cottrell at Shrewsbury Manager, I can't remember his name. Steve Cottrell? Yeah, he's back yeah. in hospital yeah. with COVID pneumonia. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so no. I, I think yeah, uh, I, I think it's just a, a, a shit situation to be in, and if you manage to get through it unscathed, I mean that's brilliant. And but I think the positive though for West Brom is since Allardyce has took over, the, defensively they're a lot stronger now. Just they just can't find the net. I think you know I think with Allardyce, so at least he has steadied the boat within regards to defensively. Yeah. But are you going to get the attacking play from Allardyce? Possibly not, because he's never been known for really playing attacking football. So, but uh, I mean, going off there, I'm just saying defensively, I thought West Brom were more solid now. The, prob- the problem is, though, I think since he's been in charge, they've lost to Newcastle, they've lost to Sheffield United, they lost to Fulham. Uh, so they, you know, they the key results that they've needed. They haven't got, and I don't think that's down to the fact that they can't score goals. It's just I don't think they're a very good side. Um, and you know, in this sort of situation, they're a hit and miss team, aren't they? I mean, they're one of these teams where they're too good yeah. for the championship, but not. They're not yeah, yeah. Norwich are a prime example of that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been known as a yo-yo club, and I think that's how West Brom was staying until yeah, yeah. someone pumped some money in. But I think the well, I think the only, yeah, I think the owners of West Norwich. Brom as well are a bit um, stupid. If if I can be brutally honest about it, I don't think they've run that club very well at all. Um, I mean, if they do go down, though, will 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 Allardyce stay there? Where could you see him? Well. Unless he was to go to Southampton or Palace, or it's the only two that I could really think out of that top. Out I, of that, I think he's nearly, nearly got to be done and retired. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, but you could be saying that about Why and well, still at Palace. I, I, so. I've been shouting that on this podcast before, haven't I? I think it's time Palace had a change. I really do. Um, don't I think there's a couple of Premier League managers that their time sort of come. I could say the same for Bruce. I think if you look at that game, it was two sort of dinosaurs stuck in their ways, mm. um, and the game. But then, but then on the other hand, though, Jack, we're going on that. You got Mick McCarthy in the Championship. Who's, yeah, but who's, I think that's <laughs> that's flying. Yeah, that's his sort and, he, of and he's been around the block, Championship <laughs> level. You know, um, it probably has more tendency to work in the Championship than I'd say, Greeny. I think that style of football. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Big yeah, Sam took I, Newcastle I think that up, sort didn't he? Style of football definitely shoots the Championship more than it does the Premier League. Yeah. Um, it's obviously it's a lot more physical in the Championship, you know. Whereas, you know, you don't see Man City sort of lumping long balls in the box and stuff like that, do you? You know, all the best sort of teams play sort of counter attack, quick passing, one twos, movement, win the ball, high press, that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, Mick McCarthy sort of I don't know if you boys saw it midweek when we lost four 0 they had sort of twenty four percent possession. Yeah, and won the game four <laughs> 0 I mean, I mean, it it can work in the prem, but you've got the players to make it work. I mean, you go back to yeah, no, I... season 
we played that route. We played the route one football, yeah, no, mate, and it, and it killed teams. Yeah, if you've got the but right I think players, you got the right players. If they're all drilled into it and they know all their jobs and that sort of thing, and you've got the quality of players, then yeah, maybe. But I'd, I'd say it's definitely more suited to the championship. Um, going going towards another game this afternoon, then boys, um, Greeny, one that uh, actually probably in recent form, maybe mm. we did see happening. Fulham beating Liverpool again. That's six home games in a row now at Anfield that Liverpool haven't won. Yeah. Are they? I think we said it last week. Actually, are they going to miss out on top four? <laughs> yeah, they ain't going to get top four. No chance. I'll tell you what, mate. At this rate, I'll be looking to get Europa League. Really will. And uh, Klopp will be gone at the end of the season. And all. I'll call it here, mate. He's gone. He's lost the dressing room. I don't think they want to play for him, mate. <laughs> End of. <laughs> Jack, have you got anything to say about Liverpool or, or Fulham? For um, yeah, it's. I don't. I don't agree with Greeny, which is honestly not really a shock. Um, I don't think he's lost the dressing room. I just don't think they've bought well this season. I really don't think they have. Um, I think a lot of players have had. Or certain players, certain key players, have had a few off the field issues, which I don't think have helped them. Um, I think a lot of early season football was, I think, poor for Liverpool, poor for the fact that I think egos got to the players' heads. Whereas if you look at this squad that he's cultivated over the last four years, it's been a very determined side to get to the top of the table. And a lot of that changed very quickly after they got announced as the champions. It was a case of, yeah, we've done it now. We don't need to prove anything to anybody. And I don't think that's down to Klopp. I think that's down to certain individuals. Um, I don't think sacking him would be a good, good move. I think they need to invest better, much better in the summer. It's going to be so key for what he does. Um, But yeah, I don't see Liverpool getting in the top four now. I really, really don't. Um, I may, I could have may have seen it if they got a win here and both United and Leicester lost. Because I think, Surprisingly, as I said last week, Chelsea have been a bit hit and miss. I, I saw Tuchel's record and the guy hasn't lost since he went into Chelsea. Yeah, he's not a great style of football, but he's getting results. And I think had Leicester and United lost their games today, I maybe could have seen him sort of finish higher up. Um, but yeah, I just can't see Liverpool getting the top four finish now. Yeah, and then obviously coming on to Greeny's second team on one of his many teams... <laughs> a, a result that probably none of us yeah. really saw coming in terms of the form book, Greeny. Yeah. Man United beating Man City 2 0, and I'm, I'm going to say, you know, comfortably won in the end, yeah. really. I know City throwing some of it at uh, United in the second half, but United in control, really, wouldn't they? You come flying out of the blocks and. Yeah, no, you give that early panel away, and that killed the game, really, didn't it? Um, United played well, yeah. I'll give Martial his credit, he, he ran the show. Uh, it don't make much of a difference to City though, Jack. I mean, they've won the Prem. They're about there. But it's a good result for United. I was praying City wanted to let Leicester stay in second, but didn't happen. But I mean, 
Pep ain't spent no money. So what he's done with that club this season has been quality, what? mate. I mean, 21 games. Pep hasn't this, spent it's, it's a money. sensational job. <laughs> Not this season, he hasn't, no. You are taking the piss, aren't you? No, you're, no, you've got, yeah, you've got to be money, taking mate, the piss, on, on surely. The guy, the guy spent no, 100 million on defenders money, and you're telling me he's not spent a lot? He's not spent that isn't a lot for Man City, though. He, he only spent money from what players he actually needed. So he's brought Aki in because he needed a defender. Yeah, but he's he spent 100 million. That is a lot. Not in, not in the day and age of football. So how, how much is a lot? There's then? clubs out there. How much is a lot to more you? More hundred million. Well, no, no, hundred million. No, a I'm asking you a question. There's a players out there. Well, how much? 80, 90 is a million. lot of money. Well, more than hundred mil. More than hundred mil. A player, Harry Maguire. Yeah, and you've been slagging that move off, apart so from the fact that he money. got less than seventy million. Yeah, he got us seventy million, but I still say he weren't worth eighty million. But from from being hundred million is not a lot of money considering what he had to buy in, and then from what he's done is a great job. Whereas Liverpool, mate, have had the same squad who won the Premier League, so Klopp really didn't have to spend no money, and look where yeah, they are. So yeah, you know, often Pep's been a great. You look at what other people have said about Premier League winning sides. And the fact that they've invested every season after they've won it to compete going forward. But maybe and Klopp didn't want to that, invest because it that was a mistake. A margin. And that's so why I said to... they had to invest better next summer. Because it's clearly shown that if you well, don't invest in that squad after you've won it and other teams around you do, it's going to come back and bite you in the arse. I, I don't know. I disagree, mate. I disagree. I mean, look, you look at Leicester that hasn't invested money. I mean, look, they're sitting third in the Premier League. Yeah, but Leicester, Leicester you know, needs to invest so because they've got no players. You've just, you just said so 20 minutes ago. Yeah, we've got no players, mate. But why, why do we invest when we've got youth, when we've got youth and we're winning games? You know, it's, it's one of them. We won't invest money. We never will do if we if we've got players there. But if 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 Leicester were to now drop for the rest of the season and they didn't invest in the summer, would you be pissed off that they've not gone out and got anybody? Wait, if they if they knew what they had, we had injuries before the January transfer window. So if it was that much of a if that was as much of a biggie. Rogers would have invested if in January. Leicester were to do what they did summer. last season, so if Klopp, which is drop out, and they didn't invest in the summer, would you be pissed off as a Leicester fan for not investing in squad depth? No, no, I wouldn't be pissed off because I know the players we've got there are capable of doing what they need to do. We're not, we're not a top four team, as everyone says. We're, we're, we're probably a, a mid-table side. So I wouldn't be pissed off at all if we didn't sign anyone. I'd be pissed off if we needed a defender so and we didn't sign but... a defender. Yeah, okay. I can get that. But but we don't. You don't need to invest money if you've got people there what can sit in and do the same job. Liverpool have got players there what can do the same job. You haven't got your Virgil's fair cop, but you've still got players there what can do a shift. 
Look at look at Guardiola. He'll play in Fernandinho. Yeah, and and what happened to Man City last year when they were playing I mean? Fernandinho at the back? So he went and invested yeah, in the centre halves that he needed that's, that's to. Fair. So he spent money. Yeah, but it, Klopp doesn't need to spend the money because he's won the league and he's got the same players. So why would you invest money? Well, I he's think won the league by a, by a major margin. Of, had of Liverpool had the injuries they did last season, they might not have won the league so comfortably, nor won the league. I think Jacko's trying to say that in order to... I think if you look at a lot of teams that have won the league, there's not many teams that have won it back-to-back. Um, and you need to strengthen your team in order to keep winning, you know, and keep being successful because other teams will catch you up. Yeah. Um, and I think Liverpool's main problem has been strengthening depth. I don't believe... You look at the team they fielded today against Fulham, that team is not good enough to win the Premier League. I'm sorry, no. they're not. You know, especially the back four, bar probably Robertson. Was... Well, they started Nico Williams, Reese Williams and Matt Phillips, was it? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So that's... They're youngsters. Okay then, I'll get your point then, Jack. So, mm. so when Leicester, mate, won the won the Prem, the season we did, why did Leicester not? Why did Leicester not invest big money then? Maybe they didn't the have the money to spend the, the year after. Yeah, but mate, we're we're billion. We've got money. We've got massive money. This is all I'm asking. Why why did Leicester not invest? I don't know eighty million what? in a striker. Well, they got from Maguire. Or because they've just gone and forked out a shit ton uh, of money for a new training facility. Maguire. That's why. No, 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 no. That was right. That, that, no, it weren't because the training facility was miles. You didn't need a striker. You got Vardy. We won the league. Yeah, well, you went and what bought about the central defender when we had Maguire. Obviously, lost Maguire. And you went and got Evans. We had Soyuncu. No, Fafana's only just come in. So she was just coming through, so he didn't really, he didn't really play this any games. I mean. You brought players, he got left no, on the bench bring, every every, every game. You brought Fafana in, you so, brought Under in, but indeed Yeah, but, but, but yeah, you not, still not brought big players money. in and not invested, though, didn't you? Improve the squad, yeah, yeah. Which is what I've been trying to say. I don't. I wouldn't say it was improved. It. But, but you could turn around and said that Leicester are a mid-table team. You're currently we, sitting in third, third and you were sitting in third at the same point last season. Yeah, and what, have we brought any players in Under, from last season? Under, on loan, probably about it, isn't it? I'd say, or... So you get Perez at the start of the season? Yeah, that's it. Has as Under played many games? No, he hasn't. He's not even going to sign Just for Leicester. Just bought in. You know yeah. what I mean? It's... I don't think you have to invest. Yeah, but we had to bring him. He had to yeah, bring but him st- we lost. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not understanding the point we're making. So we, so we wouldn't have invested. We well, no, you probably wouldn't have gone and got a left back there. if Chilwell was still there. But you may have gone and got other people that you needed. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, mate. I just, I just disagree. I don't think you need to invest all the time to, to, to compete. I really don't. I really don't think you have to do that. Uh, Well, um, yeah, I mean, I completely disagree with that because Chelsea went and did it and they won the title. They didn't do it the following season. They haven't won it since. Man Man City didn't win the title, so they went and reinvested and they're now going to win the title. I think they just... Well, I just... I just think... I disagree with that. I disagree. I totally disagree. They haven't invested. So, I could... So how come Chelsea's invested? Well, they're higher than Liverpool. Where are they in the table? Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it does. It just proves that Liverpool have nothing there, does it? Liverpool have not invested properly yet. Liverpool have had I'm more injuries. I'm they have Liverpool should have gone and got another two decent centre backs. They got rid of. Yeah, but you can't, Jack, Jack but you, you're contradicting, mate, because you, the other week you said on the pod, no teams can buy because of the the pandemic. No teams can buy. So that was that before the season club. started, the pandemic. Right. So that how can clubs they that have got recently promoted. If you're saying teams have no money. They won the, champion, the, the Premier League, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. it's still. But what I'm also saying is teams so like West Brom and Huddersfield. Where's their money coming who have only just come up and Fulham are not going to want to sit there and spend a hundred million in a situation like this. Liverpool have already got the money. Man City already got the money. Man City went out and got a hundred million centre backs this season. Liverpool didn't. They bought in Thiago, and it's cost them. What, the fact that Liverpool are now sitting in eight, have lost the last six games at home, and for the majority of the season, they fielded two centre midfielders as their back two, and you don't think it's possible. No, I I would clock no. Because... At the start of the season, he's going to have his centre-halves out. I better go and spend 400 million on some centre-halves because I'm going to lose all my centre-halves at the start of the season. He ain't going to know that, is he? So what's the point of forking out money, team, money, money, money? He had two starting centre spend money at, at the, the start of the season. Gomez and Van Dijk. Matip is injury prone. Matip's like Bai. He's injury prone. And they got rid of Lovren. So anyone who had a bit of sense, like Guardiola did at Man City, went and got two centre-halves. Liverpool didn't. Yeah, OK, you can argue the fact that Van Dyke may not have got injured and it may have been a completely different story. But at least you know you've got cover waiting in case something like that happened. They didn't. They then spent the last three months playing Henderson and Fabinho at the back. And Thiago is neither Henderson or Fabinho. So you lose that utility and that midfield dynamo that they had last season to win the title because it's now playing at the back and they've had to go and spend money on a guy from Preston and a guy who played for the worst team in the Bundesliga because they did not invest sensibly in the summer Man City did and they went and got Aki for 40 million they went and got Diaz for 60-65 million and whatever he's done off the field since then has amalgamated those into a decent back line that is currently sitting at the top of the Premier League. They've, how many, they've been how many games has Ake played? Not many. Ake's been on the bench. Ake hasn't, mate. He's been out. Ake's been on the bench. He has, yeah, Joe Stone has been playing there. Diaz has played. Yeah, exactly. He's been on the bench. So, so he's invested for a player what's sitting on the bench. Yeah, Diaz has, but okay, and so he's invested money yeah. in a player to sit on the bench. But he's got cover. If that's, he that's loses Stones and Diaz, you've got Ake, haven't you? That was the whole point. That was the whole point. <laughs> yeah, but it's still not great. Man City it conceded doesn't matter, 19 goals It doesn't matter, does it? You're saying that Ake... 
Why is it irrelevant? Yeah, but that, mate, that's, a, that's irrelevant. Why is it? That's irrelevant, though, isn't it? Please explain it to me irrelevant. why. Then going really and getting two centre-halves and conceding 19 much. goals this season is irrelevant. But you're saying Liverpool need to make... You need to, Liverpool want to invest money so they can win the Premier League. They don't have to invest money. Man City invested the money because that's the players they needed. At the time, Klopp didn't need any players. He won the Premier League. He's still got the same squad. Hasn't got rid of any players, hardly, what was in that squad, apart from Lallana and the odd, the odd player, what didn't really manage uh, going the team. So why would he want to go invest when he didn't need to and spend money what he didn't need to spend? Rather than Guardiola, what needed to invest due to the guarantee, fact that guarantee he you now, he, he will still invest that's, in that's the that's summer. The only Guardiola is. and he wins the Premier League. Guarantee it. He will. Nah. He might inv- No, nah, yeah, of course he won't. I think that. I think that was nah, okay, I don't He's think always that looking to bet money at all. Yeah, the best, and the best, and especially if. But oh, let's say they're obviously going to win the Prem. They're probably going to win a couple of other things. If they don't win the Champions League, he'll want to go out there and try and get some more players and try and better. Even though it sounds ridiculous that he should, he could try and better the team that they have now. He will obviously still want to. He want to make that team as good as he can. He'll want to have you know the best side that he can possible to him, and that's mm. not just a starting eleven. That's the bench, and you know that competition's healthy as well. You know, if you've got people battling to start, and yeah, then that's. That's only a good thing. So everyone, so everyone no, in the I'm Premier not League saying they've got, got to spend big. big. I'm saying now, they've got to invest if they want saying? to push up the field. Spurs need to do it as well. Yeah, of course you will. Because you just want to be a controversial no, arsehole. Again, Spurs have got a squad. What? what? <laughs> no, not at all. Spurs have got a squad. Really? capable of winning trophies. I said that their scores are not really. 100%. Take, I said, obviously, said what Roy Keane was yeah. saying. Take, yeah, if you take Son and Kane out. Yeah, which obviously they've not been playing and stuff and, and they struggled. So we're not going to go over old ground. I think, you know, we've covered a fair bit on that now, boys. And, you know, everyone's got their opinions on it. And it'd be interesting to see what other people think. You know, do you need to invest or, you know, do, do, do we think Liverpool need to invest? You know, you can contact us. Uh, you can contact. Uh, <laughs> Email, which Jacko is in charge of, <laughs> <laughs> or email us, which is after extra time 2020 at gmail.com, or you can follow us and on Twitter, which is after extra time, our Twitter handle. And obviously, we have the after extra time Facebook page where you'll get a lot of updates about what we're doing, guests, etc., the latest news, and we will have you know, sort of questions or like today and. We'll have a questions and stuff on Twitter as well, where we'll, um, you know, we appreciate anyone sort of getting involved in that, commenting on the posts, etc. Obviously, liking the page and sharing our page. Um, haven't prepared a quiz for this week, boys. If I'm going to be honest with you, oh. um, not that I think I need anything to add to fuel for the fires between you two today. <laughs> um, so we will, with my tail between my legs, take a walk with Jack Oates into the championship, um, <laughs> and yeah. We'll start with... Uh, I was Norwich. already fucking nibbling at him. Now I've got yeah. to do it in the championship. Brilliant. <laughs> we'll start with uh, Norwich Greeny, who comfortably beat Luton 3-0 and they look set 10 points clear. They're on the way to the Premier League, aren't they, Greeny, surely? Yeah, we did, yeah. 
but obviously yeah, I think we mentioned this yeah, before mate face, um, they? not picking yeah, up points done, and they were struggling they're they're a little done, bit done, but the gap was closed yeah and yeah they had a little dip they've had a little dip mate but they're they're, they're uh, comfortable yeah, just right like, top, mate. Well, I've touched and on Wickham I think they're down now as well and I also think Going to Jack on this one, uh, Sheffield mm. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, they uh, do you think they're dead and buried now, or are they sort of? Uh, there's seven seven points behind Birmingham with the game in hand. Uh, I think uh, it doesn't look easy in any way, shape, or form at the minute um, for them to sort of pick out the rut they had. Um, I think I said last week's episode that, or the week before, that they had a decent bit of form until we Millwall played them. Uh, and then they've seemed to have gone on a really bad patch since then. Um, I think they were always going to struggle this season, even with the point deduction and then it being taken off. I don't think it would have made a lot of difference. I think that club's in a little bit of free fall. Um, so yeah, I, if they can win their game in hand, maybe it gives them a chance, but they, they need to go on a tear. They really, really do. I just don't know if they've got the motivation or, you know, next next week they play Norwich at home. Oh, dear. As <laughs> a game, they've got Huddersfield at home on the Wednesday um, and then Barnsley away on the following Saturday. So, you know, they need to try and take five points out of those games just to sort of give them a chance of staying with them. I, I, yeah, I just can't see that happening. To be fair, yeah, Greeny, the uh, the train that is Barnsley just keeps winning at the minute. Do you see them as a team that can really sort of stamp their mark on mm. on the playoffs and, and you know solidify that sixth place position? Obviously, they beat Birmingham one 0 yesterday. Yeah, mate, they're on a good run uh, and they're in there. I mean, they surprise people being up there mate but they play some good football um, I think they've got a battle though because Cardiff are on their tails mate Bournemouth are still in there and Middlesbrough I wouldn't write them out so I've got to keep winning to stay in it um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are there and they deserve to be there but they've still got Bournemouth and Cardiff while on a good run so uh, yeah I think we're for an bit, exciting race for that. Um, mate, let's see. last playoff spot definitely I think you know there's one or four or five teams that could, could clinch it and um, every point matters up until now Jacko, just something I want to touch on with you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched the highlights mm. or saw the game, the Swansea Middlesbrough game. Um, I've heard something about Warnock not being happy with the officiating of that game, but that's all I've seen of it, I'm afraid. Yeah, basically, um, the well, Middlesbrough scored a goal. Uh, Balassi flicked it back to I can't remember who shot, but. Um, a Swansea player kicked Balassi as Balassi mm. got to the ball first and the goal got disallowed just because the, right, okay. the player dived to the floor and it was, it was a perfectly perfectly normal goal and the referee decided to disallow it and then there was a sort of controversial decision again right at the death to give Swansea a penalty again which they obviously had against Stoke in the week as well so yeah it just sort of brought into sort of highlighting the thunder of the, the refs in the EFL again but I'm not going to go over the refs again because we, you know, we spent a bit of time on it earlier but um, mm. that was a big three points for Swansea wasn't it? Yeah yeah I, I think 
you know, we, we touched on them last week. They, they think they, they lost last week, but they've still got two games in hand mm. over the teams around them. Um, so obviously Watford currently occupying second spot after their uh, win against Forest this weekend. But I, I still think Swansea have, are in the driving seat for that, purely for the fact that they've got their two games in hand to come. And I think if they can get maximum points out of that, I mean, they played Blackburn on Tuesday, Luton on Saturday, Bournemouth, that could be a big, big game. And then Cardiff. So I think if they come out of the rest of March or the, these next sort of four fixtures with maybe sort of nine, ten points, I, I think they'll um, they'll be in the driving seat for second. And I think it could be them and Norwich going up automatically. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that one, again, it's another race to keep our eyes on in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Greeny. Your team beat Jacko's team, Blackburn. Mm. You... <laughs> we'll go back to... Yeah. Back yeah, on winning six out the last seven they'd lost before... To... They've been in a bit of a rut, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, old Blackburn. Yeah, so they're back, they're back to winning. I mean, I've been watching Blackburn and they've not been playing that bad. I'm watching them against Reading on Tuesday and they, they look good but just couldn't find the back of the net. So, uh, but they're back to winning ways, mate. They've slipped too much now to find the playoffs, but they may be up there next year. I think maybe if uh, Mobile Jacko gone, then if you want to sort it out, yeah, yeah, I think Mowbray knows how to play against Mill personally. I think since he's been in charge at Blackburn, we don't seem to get results against him. Um, the goals we can see that yes, they were poor defensively. There is a, you know, it's both deflected shots that have gone in. Um, from what I've seen of it, we were terrible, um, which doesn't surprise me because we've been poor all season, to be fair. Um, and we we then go on to, to the next the next game. I don't really. There's not really much more that I can say that hasn't already been said. We're just not great this season. Um, and that needs to change in the summer because, you know, he's just poor. Um, I think we're quite happy sitting in mid-table. It's sort of divided camp that's wanting Millwall to push up. They think they're better than we are. Um, a lot of us are happy staying in mid-table. Um, a few of us still expect to see the club at the bottom of the table at some point. Uh, but I think Rowett will keep us solidly in in mid-table. I think this is this will be a longest stint for a while of being in the Championship um, if we stay up next season. So there's obviously a, a bit of a turnaround going on, but it's a slow burner. But we've got Derby away Saturday, QPR away on Wednesday, and then Middlesbrough at home on Saturday. Um, I think if we can get maybe five... Well, if we can get three points out of those, I think we'll be fine. I think we're still looking to hit the 50-point mark and we'll be safe for another season and just try and move on from there, really. Yeah, the Millwall derby, the after, the newly named after extra time derby. derby. Yeah. yeah. Probably, no, now look, it'll be a shit nil-nil because we're... Well, at- no, no, in my <laughs> luck, it'll probably be another fucking derby win because that's all there has been since you came along. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I mean... I don't want to spend too long talking about our result yesterday. Obviously, we lost to Cov, who hadn't 
themselves really won. I think they'd sort of not won in six or five. Um, yeah, we were absolutely fucking litter. Um, I don't even really want to talk about it that much. We were absolutely dire. We've been shit for the last two games. It's concerning, really, because we looked like we picked up under Rooney. But the last two games I've seen have gone back to sort of how we were under Koku, which can you, is, which is concerning. Can you, can you see? Can you see Derby sort of slipping back into that relegation space now? Yeah, we've got obviously our game in hands on Wednesday uh, against Barnsley. So obviously they're absolutely flying at the minute. So we need to try and find a way to to, to stop them doing what they do. And I think I just Derby just see. I don't know what it is. They just I don't know whether they've lost confidence in the fact they got smacked four 0 by Cardiff, and then obviously they just don't look really like scoring. I think Colin Cousin Rich has got man marked on sat there yesterday. Uh, Waghorn and Knight were playing far too high up the pitch. Our midfield just looked shit, and then. The goal for which conceded Nathan Byrne just passed it square across the goal, sort of in his own half, and put their um, player for on goal. So yeah, it's just sloppiness really. And then mm. I think our record once we go behind, we've only we've drew one and then lost the rest. So you know, once we go behind, we don't even look like coming back, and it's concerning really. So I think yeah, if, if we lose to Barnsley on Wednesday, I think yeah, there's a serious chance that we could be back in the mix you know we obviously worked so hard over sort of December, January, February time to sort of get out of the mess we were in and now we're sort of undoing all that hard work that we've done and sort of falling back into it again which you know is it's all our own doing really so yeah I think it's, it's it's concerning from what I saw yesterday as well so you know I think Wednesday's a big game yesterday for me was a six pointer and the fact we lost it was uh uh, to put it politely, I wasn't in a good mood. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I don't have much confidence that we'll beat Barnsley either. If I'm being completely and utterly honest, so um, yeah, I'm I'm slightly concerned for for where we're uh, where we're heading now, hmm. which is which is very frustrating because, like I say, we we've done all the hard work and I thought we were on the up, but I'm not too sure we are. Um, but yeah, frustrating, really, really frustrating. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that's uh, me done. Unless Greeny wants to add any announcements that he's got or any sort of act coming up on here, I'm keeping it quiet, keeping it stum. Not yet, mate. Oh, all to be revealed. We... All to be revealed, mate. Yeah, I've, I've seen yeah, that. Um, we've got a few chat few on Facebook page. I think it's really good that people good. are showing interest in wanting to come along. And I think it'll be good for them, and it'll be good for us as well. Yeah, if anyone, like I say, if anyone's listening and is in a band or is an artist yeah, or listen, knows of an artist, um, yeah, get in touch. Get in touch with us, and you know, we're, we're more than happy for you to play, open a show for us, and, and close your show. I think, I think we're more than more than happy for people to do that and get their name out. And um, also for people that don't know, this podcast is now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, so um, you can find our next show on www.sportsocial.co.uk and obviously it's out on all the usual platforms as it normally is. You know, your Spotify's, your Anchors, your Apple Music, etc. And um, we'll be back same time next week, I guess, boys. And uh, hopefully you boys will uh, be playing nicely next week. <laughs> um, just just a couple of quick announcements. Um, congratulations to Rangers <laughs> for winning their first Premier League title in 10 years or however long it was. Um, and also, hello to people from Lithuania and Brazil. 
because I found out we've got people that have listened in from there. So hello, all of you that have we listened should have, learned, should have learned some Lithuanian or Brazilian for hello or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that to Grainy for the uh, diplomatic core of uh, After Action Time, I think. Yeah, well, thank you very much, boys. It's been a pleasure as well. Like I mm-hmm. say, you boys come back nicely next week and uh, be same time next week. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.